Hello everyone and welcome back to the Coaches and Leaders Assemble podcast, the podcast for all things coaching, leadership, people and culture. My name is Laura Royal from DNA Coach and I am your host of this wonderful podcast. Have you subscribed yet? If not, why not? Head on over to www.dnacoach.co.uk forward slash podcast to sign up and subscribe for all the notifications when each new episode is launched. Today's episode is all about the DNA Coach, three P's for change and resilience. We are going to talk about how we pause, how we ponder and how we pounce. Get ready everyone, grab your notepad, get those earphones turned up to the max and let's dive straight in. So one of the most common topics that I talk to organisations about, try and get my right teeth in today, is all about the opportunity that we have to continually build on our resilience, especially when there are changing priorities. And this is a great opportunity from a self-coaching perspective and also to help coach others through any periods of change or any periods where we might not be feeling at our best or we're feeling like the chips might be down, let's think of it that way. And it can be a common tool, which I'm going to share with you today, that you can use in everyday conversation because there will be times when we all recognise that we need to have a pause, times where we recognise that it would be good to take some time to ponder, consider our thoughts, our courses of action. And then how we pounce. And the pounce part is critical. This is where we pounce into action. So we're not pouncing on anyone. It's not about that, of course. It's about how we take that opportunity to implement the actions that we see fit in our lives. This is a perfectly timed episode for me as it comes on the back of me supporting an organisation recently, um, in fact, two organisations recently on uh, pieces of change that they have going on or helping um, organisations build on their existing resilience. And it's been a fantastic opportunity for me to revisit this for myself. As you know from my previous episodes, I'm not always a fan of... Let's rephrase that. I wouldn't say I'm not a fan of. I'm not always well disciplined <laughs> in making self-care my priority, even though I talk to people about self-care all of the time. Sometimes I will go down rabbit holes of intense periods of work and then I realise actually I'm now feeling exhausted by it. And it's because I haven't taken the opportunity for a well-timed pause, that opportunity to think things through properly with more consideration, maybe a more considered approach, and then how we purposely or purposefully pounce into that action that we are looking for. So before we get into the detail of today's episode, I'd like you to think about times that maybe you've had in your past, or perhaps there's a present thing going on for you right now, where you recognise there's maybe a need for a pause. And then we can utilise that example for you listening to this episode today as a self-coaching opportunity. So the DNA Coach 3P model, so our three Ps, as I've mentioned, we pause, we ponder, we pounce, is a useful practice. And we can really utilise and, and tap into this in times where we feel like maybe there's competing priorities, a never-ending to-do list. Maybe you're dealing with diverse viewpoints. Maybe you're dealing with complex emotions. Maybe some of these are your own. Maybe this is expressed by others. It's all about how we effectively communicate and how we ultimately share feedback as well. And that feedback can be shared 
with ourselves, feedback that we take on board for ourselves that we recognize and we notice, and also the feedback that others might share. So the first step is around taking that opportunity to pause. And what this does is it encourages us to take a moment to collect our thoughts, our emotions, and what are our intentions. So it's about slowing down the pace, allowing ourselves that space to consider what the situation is and considering that carefully. Now, I noticed the other day, in fact, and I'm just checking on my phone, uh, someone had posted something. Let me find it. Um, I will check the person's name shortly. Uh, David Vise. Um, So there was an original post from a chap called David Vise, um, Dr. David Vise, acknowledging um, how we can take a 90 second pause and that that can be the difference between a reaction and a response. And I thought this is absolutely well-timed considering the, the sessions that I've just delivered recently and my own revisit to my own DNA Coach 3Ps model. And that time can be a short space of time where we take that moment to pause. That moment to pause might be in an interaction. That moment to pause might be because we need to take a pause because we are leading ourselves toward overwhelm or burnout or frustration or procrastination, whatever that might look like for each individual person. Because what happens when we recognize those moments where maybe we need to have a pause and a well-timed pause can be really carefully placed because often when we don't pause, we might therefore react rather than respond. And that's critical. What I want us to think about here is how we respond to scenarios and situations. And a well-timed pause, even if it is just a split second, to take a breath and then hopefully engage more rational thinking or a helpful response leading into that ponder stage can give us that time. And what I really loved about what Dr. David Vise shared on this post is that it gives us that opportunity to take that breath, gives us that opportunity to not reactively respond in a negative way that might fuel an unhelpful scenario or situation. It's important that we can name how we feel because in those moments, we can learn something, learn something about how we're feeling, how other people are feeling put any of our egos to one side and think through what are the consequences, what is the outcome really that I'm striving for here. We then come into the ponder stage and this is the stage that invites us to reflect and reflect deeply on the things that we have going on. Maybe reflecting on what we've gathered as new information perhaps during that time where we've had a pause. We might take that opportunity to ponder what our next move might be, maybe consider some of the options that we might have at our disposal. But what we are looking for here is an opportunity to consider. Consider our approach, consider our response, consider our next actions, think about things in a well thought out manner. What are we going to do in this next phase? So it's really taking that time. And this ponder might not just be thinking of how we go about things, but it might be considering, well, what if I take on an action? What will the impact be for me and for others that I am working with, that I have in my social circle, whatever that scenario might look like for you? And then finally, once we've had that opportunity to ponder, we're maybe considering uh, various viewpoints, we're considering potential actions that we might take, we might want to refine our message so that it sits well with what our intention is, 
then we pounce. And we pounce with precision and we pounce with purpose. And what we mean by pounce, as I mentioned earlier on, this is where we take that well-armed response in a helpful manner to help us do two things that you hear me say all the time, make change and move forward. And when we have that pounce, we're in that position where we can confidently and thoughtfully communicate. We can navigate through those competing priorities. We can offer those differing perspectives and understand them and any complex emotions that we might be dealing with in order to help us move forward and achieve more helpful, more positive outcomes and actions. So our pounce part is where we move into the action stage. So I'm going to spend a little bit of time in the next segments taking you through each of these three areas and giving your your all as our audience today some questions for you to consider in each of the stages. Each of the questions can be again used from a self-coaching perspective or you can use them uh, with uh, an individual from a coaching perspective, maybe a colleague, maybe someone that you line manage, for example. Maybe you can utilise the questions that I share with you here as part of a team coaching scenario or a team building scenario. Maybe there are periods or pockets of change in your organisation, or maybe you're implementing something new, or maybe there's something uh, afoot that might not be received well. There's an abundance of different scenarios that you can use these three stages and this um, corresponding questions that I'm going to share with you as we go along. So again, think of those scenarios for yourself. Think about how you might apply the pause, ponder, pounds questions in your everyday conversations. Let's look at pause. Okay, let's look at pause. Now, pausing allows you to bring your whole self into your work and life or into a situation or scenario. It will help you spend time on the things that matter most. Now, think to yourself of some of the pauses that you've taken in your past. I have a squeaky chair today. I don't know what's going on. Um, And I like to record these in real time so that you hear the realness and what's going on. We don't script anything. We know our content very well. And and I like to share it in a discussion-based manner. So the squeaking chair, I promise, is not me. It is the squeaking chair. Um, Maybe I need some WD-40 in my joints as well as in this chair. So hopefully that's not picked up and caused too much um, issue in the background. Maybe it's a reflection on me needing to take a pause. Who knows? So taking that pause gives you the opportunity to spend those timeframes on the things that matter most to you. Taking the time to pause will absolutely benefit your resilience and also your productivity. Let me give you an example from my personal life uh, and in work. So I am definitely a person that takes on too much. I'm definitely a person that is um, uh, afflicted by shiny object syndrome. So I'll sometimes go down rabbit holes because I'll get caught up in the moment. And what that can lead to is a rather large and lengthy to-do list. And in turn, that can become quite overwhelming. And that overwhelming for me, as I've shared in previous episodes, will then lead to me procrastinating because it will feel too big and too much that I can't make head nor tail of it and I can't separate things. I can't gain any clarity and I'll get into a state of stagnation. And following that, then I'll get quite cross at myself and become frustrated. And what I've learned over the years is taking the time to pause can make a difference And taking that time to pause and then ponder allows me to gain that clarity. Now, a well-intentioned pause will allow you to consciously respond to situations rather than react out of habit. So my reaction out of habit previously will have been, 
take it all on. We'll get there, um, you know, by any means necessary. But sometimes that has had a detrimental effect into my well-being in terms of feeling exhausted or overwhelmed or tired. Any of those examples that might show up for you in your lives and your colleagues and the people that you work with and your teams and your wider community may have similar circumstances that they are facing as well. So think about how we take that pause because the pause allows us to replenish our own internal reserves. And what that allows us to do is give our mind and our body just a moment to pause and rest. And this gives us that chance to recharge in order to help us move forward. And it can be also super useful for helping us evaluate what are our priorities? What is it on this lengthy to-do list that I have that needs my attention first and foremost? But my attention will only be useful if it is in a space where I can give my all. So we might need to adjust our focus. We might need to adjust some of our goals. There's nothing wrong with that. We can extend timelines. It's absolutely okay to do so. Pausing will allow that steady pace and it will allow us the opportunity to slow down because when we are in a state of running at 100 miles an hour, actually, if we don't slow down any ill-paced or ill-placed negative reactions, then we're not going to find that route for clarity. So a literal pause in the flow of your breath is a great tool to clear the mind and your body and provide that much needed cognitive space. So just as I've done there, taking a pause, I'd like you to consider these questions. So take a moment and consider the different perspectives involved in the current situation that you are perhaps finding yourself in at the moment. What is the most important outcome that you hope to achieve in this situation or this context right now? How might your initial reaction be perceived by yourself, by others? And how does that align with your intended message? How can you ensure that your response respects your own feelings and perspectives and the feelings and perspectives of others? Where can you take a well-intentioned pause? And what scenarios or situations would you benefit from taking that pause and a time out to consider your next move? Think about those questions for yourself before we move in to the ponder stage. Okay, so we are now in the ponder stage. And if you're anything like I have been in my past and sometimes catch myself doing this sometimes as well, I can often get lost in my thoughts or rush ahead into things without giving things careful consideration. So there's really two extremes there if we think about it. But what I think is useful in order to practice this particular model is purposefully taking that time to think things through, giving us that headspace, that cognitive space that we need in order to make good decisions, make healthy decisions, gain some clarity, gain some perspective perhaps on a situation that we might be finding ourselves in. So this stage can be really useful as key critical thinking time. And that time can be used to generate ideas, opportunities, maybe solutions to a problem that you need to think through carefully rather than going gut feel reaction into things that sometimes can be helpful but might not always be the case. It's really that period to counter any difficulties by building some strength and resilience that is needed to confront those setbacks that we might find ourselves in or any adversity that we might be facing. So use this time to create, to innovate, to think 
to gain that clarity, to find those fresh perspectives, to engage, to connect with ourselves, with others, or perhaps consider our opportunities for collaboration. So the ponder stage can be a really, really important time. And there's no right or wrong length of time that you spend here. Sometimes you might just need a quick five minutes to think things through. Other times you might need a little bit longer. You might need to go into an investigation or detective mode, as my good friend Nikki Hutchison says. Or we might need to find ourselves in a space where we consider what we're doing not just for ourselves, but how that might have a wider impact. So if I choose to do X, what will be the consequence for me and the other people around me in my life, my work, my business, my social circle, my family, whoever that might be. So that thinking time is critical. Now, I ask you all to consider this carefully. Of course, we're in the ponder stage. I'm going to ask you to consider something carefully. (laughs) But I know from recent conversations with clients, I know from recent conversations with friends, that everyone I speak to is feeling at a lack of time in some way, shape or form, don't have enough time to do this, haven't even got time to breathe, haven't got time to shake a stick at that, whatever that might be. So I would ask you to consider what is the time that you are spending. If we are blocking out time to continually take action, which is the third stage of pounce, of course, that's going to be useful. Are we leading into action without careful consideration first? So it's having that cognitive time. Let me give you an example from my very first role that I had, which was a consulting role, but on a full-time permanent basis. Uh, And I was expected in that role to go out and deliver five days a week to the clients that we were working on behalf of. But in in that, there wasn't any time for thinking, for planning, for considering what we were doing. So we, myself and my team at the time, had to really state our case for stressing the importance of having that cognitive space in our diaries. And it might only have been a half day. In fact, I think that's what we ended up agreeing on. But that half day allowed to reflect on work that had gone on previously and then think about what we do next rather than just going through the hamster wheel, churning through things, really thinking about what we do with intent and with purpose. So some questions I'd ask you to consider in the ponder stage, well, what are the options that you have right now? What are the options that you need to maybe go and find? How flexible can you be in this scenario or situation? What can perhaps move? What if you did have a setback or an option that you chose didn't work? What would be a useful plan B? And the reason I'm asking you to think of that is sometimes our plan A doesn't quite work out to plan. So thinking about an alternative plan or a backup plan. So if plan A doesn't quite go to plan, then what can we do to resource that? What can we do to resolve that? How do you think other people involved in the situation might perceive the response that you have? How might that impact them? And what are the potential risks or challenges associated with your initial thoughts or reactions, if that's what you've had previously without that helpful pause stage, in order to address what you do differently going forward? So really thinking to yourself, what can I do now? What can I do differently? What can I perhaps do more of? 
What can I perhaps do less of, depending on the scenario that you are facing? But ultimately, I want you to carve out time in your diaries, in your online calendars, to have some thinking time. I'd ask you to look at your online calendar right now, your work calendar, okay? Maybe you're on Outlook or Google calendars, whatever it might be, and look at what your working week looks like. I've seen so many in recent times, when I say recent times, over the last year where it is back-to-back meetings and we are taking on actions from each of those meetings, but when do we have the time to plan out those actions, to think about them, let alone carry them out? So what can you do to build some thinking time into your diary, into your planner, into your schedule? And that leads us nicely into the third stage of Pounce. Okay, we're getting ready to pounce and we're not pouncing on someone and we're certainly not pouncing into action without that well-considered ponder and pause from earlier. Pouncing is about setting things into motion and action. So it's asking you to consider, well, what is it that you will do? What can you do? And critically, when? This is about the action that we take. Again, words that I've shared before, being intentional and purposeful, and that the actions that we take are well thought out, they're considered. We've looked at the pros and cons, we've considered the implications or the consequences, we've identified our best route of action with the resources that we have at our disposal right now, or we're building in time to gain that. So that opportunity to pounce following that pause and ponder allows those decisions to be made with clarity and a fair assessment of some of the risk that we might be taking on the actions that we are actually going to implement. And this will allow you to really get clear on, well, what is it that's needed here? And how can I approach this in a resilient, calm and clear way? It's all about gaining that opportunity for clarity and that the action that we take will ultimately lead us to helpful or successful outcomes. Or in the times when it doesn't, because again, let's be honest, we don't always get things right first time, second or third time. There might be multiple attempts, but there's learning in all of that. We might try something doesn't quite work out the way we planned. Let's take some time to pause. Let's consider our next approach or plan or route or course of action. And this time when we implement it and pounce into that action, let's take a slightly different view or let's tweak or fine tune this part of the process that we've embarked upon in order to elevate our potential for success. So questions I would ask you to consider in the pound stage. There's many, there's probably more than I'll even share with you, but here are a couple to get you started. So how can you articulate the response that you have and what you'd like to do in order to resolve or deal with the situation or scenario that you're finding yourself in today? And how is that aligned with your values and your intention? How will you approach this? What are the actions that you're going to take and when? And a key critical question coming up now, what support do you need and from who? Think about the support that you need in order to fulfil the things that you're planning on. You're only one person. Is there colleagues or team members that you can lean on? Is there other departments in your organisation that can support? Are there friends and family, depending on the scenario, could be a personal one that can lean in and provide you with some additional support? Is there any support in terms of outside external resources? Maybe there's a period of learning 
or a piece of kit that you need to get involved in, whatever that might look like, what support do you need and from whom? And sometimes that support can just be someone to check in with, someone to check that you're okay, maybe someone to hold you accountable to the time frame and the timeline that you outline for the things that you're going to pounce into action on. Think about what specific actions you can take right now in order to manage, deal with or implement the scenario or the situation that you'd like to move forward to. And don't forget the critical question here is ask yourself, when are you going to review your progress? So pounce into action. How will you approach whatever it is that you're embarking on? What actions will you take and when? And ultimately, what support do you need? Because I guarantee you some of the things that you'll be doing will have positive benefits for others and might take a lot of hard work and effort. So who is supporting you in the background? Who do you have at your back championing you from the sidelines? It's absolutely okay to ask for help along the way. So that's it. That's our pause, our ponder and our pounce model. I do hope that that will be useful for you in what you are doing or what you're working on right now. It certainly is and has been for a number of clients that I've been working with recently and also a useful reminder for myself when I go down those rabbit holes of taking far too much on, over committing myself or at the times where I have a large to-do list and trying to separate, well, what do I do first? This can also be a really useful model when dealing with scenarios and situations which might be emotive or might be uncomfortable. Taking that moment to pause, taking that moment to consider how do I respond to this scenario rather than react. Always absolutely fine to hold true to your values and who you are as an individual. But again, as long as our intention is a positive one. So where might you use the DNA Coach 3Ps model to pause, to ponder and to pounce? Honestly, it's a really useful model to use individually from a self-coaching perspective or with others and really, really useful for coaching teams, especially through periods of change or when we are implementing something new, perhaps taking on a new project. This can be a really good time for utilising that practice to understand a little bit about how you go about things in order to get to those successful outcomes. And I've got some exciting news. So between now and the end of the calendar year, I have six six guest episodes coming your way. We have the fantastic Paul Cheatham uh, coming your way next week for a session all on emotional intelligence for the podcast. It is a fantastic recording. You will absolutely love it. We then have Sarah McKenna on all things recruitment, followed by Jen Tate on onboarding. We have Anthony Taylor talking about mental toughness, We have Claire Walton talking about all things leadership and the use of AI and leadership coaching. And lastly, we have Chris Cook, who is a double Olympian, talking to us about staying in your own lane, which I think is fantastic. So please join us for future episodes. In between those episodes, there will be the occasional episode from me, myself and I as we go along. So please watch out for the updates on that. You'll get all of the updates if you are a subscriber to www.dnacoach.co.uk forward slash podcast. Please make sure you are signed up. And of course, as always, we have some programmes starting. So in November, we have our Association for Coaching Accredited Certificate in Coach Training commence, which is our six-month coach training programme. 
And we also have our Association for Coaching Leader as Coach program, which is our blended leadership and coaching program. So anyone interested in leadership or management development, or if you are an aspiring supervisor, leader or manager in a workplace, maybe you're already in that position as a newly appointed person or you're established, then this is the program for you. Or likewise, for any of our programs, if you are an independent consulting looking to take your coaching services into the world of corporates, then this could also be the program for you. So check out the DNA Coach website. If you go to dnacoach.co.uk and follow the menu for our courses and services, and then you'll see our links there for Coaches Assemble and Leaders Assemble to find those relevant courses. I do hope you are considering your career as a coach. And if so, then do talk to me about how I can help you facilitate that. So as always, thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to having you on our next episodes. Our next episodes will be some guest ones coming your way. So I look forward to hearing your feedback on those. And thank you again for joining. Take care and bye-bye for now.